Let's dive into God's word today. I want you to open your hearts up. If you're a guest with us today at one of our locations, this is a great Sunday to be at People's Church as you hear the vision, the heartbeat of what this church is all about. I titled today's message, Go Church. Go Church. Today I not only have a title, but I have a subtitle if I was going to just dial in onto the, into this Go Church and just give you a subtitle, it would be On Your Mark, Get Set, Go. Many of you, you know that I grew up in Wewoka, Oklahoma. And in Wewoka, not only did I play football and basketball and baseball and lifted weights, but I also ran track. I was fast back in my day. Matter of fact, they called me the We Woke a Flash. Boy, I could just run. Okay, they, they didn't really call me the We Woke a Flash, but I was still fast. I'm telling you, I was fast. And I remember running races where it would be the 100 or the 200-meter dash or the 400. And, and one thing about a race, when you get, you get prepared and you get in your position and, you know, I'm I'm getting close to 40, church, so I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to go all the way to the ground today. But, but you know, you, 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 and, and, and you hear the man say, the woman say, on your mark, get set, go, pow, and the gun sounds, and you know what the goal is? It's to run as fast as you can and run to beat everybody next to you and cross the finish line, and the goal is to be first. You want to cross that finish line, run as fast as you can. Can, can you imagine this? Can you imagine being at the starting line? You're in position, and, 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 and they say, on your mark, get set, go. And everybody takes off sprinting, but one person just stands there. Can, can you imagine they, they just stand there for the entire race? Can, can you imagine this? Hearing, on your mark, get set, go. And everybody sprints, and one person just walks. And they just kind of take their time walking. And you think, no, 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 no. When you hear the word go, that word is the trigger word. That word is the word that you need to get with it. You need to give your very best. You need to give your very all. And you need to cross the finish line. When you hear the word go, it is time to sprint and to make a difference and to win the race. And can I tell you that God in heaven has called us to run a race. And he has said, on your mark. Get set. Go, pow, and God has he shot the gun. He has said go, and People's Church since May of 2002 has been a go church. We have been sprinting and running with the whole goal is to reach as many people as possible who are far from God and to see them come into a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Our goal is to see people grow and mature in their faith to know Jesus closer and better every single day day and we will not stop until we cross the finish line and the finish line is when Jesus returns for his church we are going to be a go church and I want you to understand today church it's vitally important that you understand that God has called us to be a go church let me take you to God's word today Luke chapter 14 and verse 23 says, so his master said, go out. Notice the words, go out 
into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come so that the house will be full, so that Northwest People's Church campus will be full, so that Midwest City campus will be full, so that the Oklahoma City campus will be full. Matthew chapter 24, verse 14, it says, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. It says the gospel will be preached throughout the whole world. You know what God is saying? Go, go, go into all the world. Go preach the gospel. Mark chapter 16 and verse 15, and then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. God has called us to go, but unfortunately, some Christians are watching the race. Some Christians have heard, go, pal, and they're standing still doing nothing. The Bible says in Mark chapter 13 and verse 10, for the good news must first be preached to all nations. God is saying, go, go, go. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. Go. You're going to be my witnesses. Don't stand still. Go. Go. Telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Listen, we're called to be a go church. There are some churches that have become a slow church instead of a go church. They become slow in taking risks for God. They become slow in taking steps of faith to reach people far from God and to see people grow in their relationship with Christ. They're, they're slow. There are some churches that have become a no church instead of a go church. The, the gun has sounded. Jesus has died on the cross. He's, he's risen from the dead. He said, go into the earth. Go into all the world. Go bring them in. Go. Pow! I've sounded the gun. And some churches say, no. No, we're not going to take any more risks. No, we're not going to step out in faith. No, we're not going to do the Great Commission. But at People's Church, we will not be a slow church. We will never be a no church. We will always be a go church to reach as many people as possible for God. The scripture says in Matthew 28, I want to share just one more verse about go, go, go. The scriptures are full of go. God has said go. Matthew 28 verse 18 says Jesus came and told his disciples, I have, I have I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, hear this church, go and make disciples. At People's Church, we're doing that every single Sunday, Wednesday. In our adult services, our youth services, our kids' services, people give their life to Jesus Christ. Of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. This year alone, just in the first six months of the year, we have baptized literally hundreds of people. 
verse 20, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And we're doing that at People's Church through our Sunday services, through our Wednesday services and kids programs and youth programs and our first step class. You got to get to first step in our community groups through our Wednesday night connections. We are teaching people to obey all that God commands. And Jesus goes on to say, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus simply says, go, go. And People's Church is a go church. We're going to go make a difference. We're going to go reach people. We're going to go minister to people. We're going to go help hurting people. We're going to go see broken lives put back together again. We're going to go see addicted people set free from the power of addictions and the bondage of the enemy. We're going to go, go. We're not slow. We're not saying no. We have declared we are going to go and do all that God has called us to do until we cross the finish line, and that's when Jesus comes back for his church. And what I want to do for the next few moments is I want us to look at the life of Noah. And for the next few moments, I want us to study the life of Noah because God told Noah to go make a difference. God said to Noah, Noah, on your mark, get set, go. And you know what Noah did? Noah took off sprinting for God so that he could make a difference in his generation. And I want to give you three steps today. Three steps to go make a difference. Three steps. We are go church. Three steps to go make a difference from the life of Noah. Number one is this. Number one is this. You want to make a difference for God? This is key. Number one, go make a difference by leaving your comfort zone, by leaving your comfort zone. Listen to me, Midwest City. Don't miss this. Don't miss this Northwest location. Don't miss this joining us online right now, our Oklahoma City location. Hear me right now. If you want to make a difference, you'll have to leave your comfort zone. The scripture says in Genesis chapter 6, verse number 9, this is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on earth at the time. And he walked in close fellowship with God. Isn't that powerful? He walked in close fellowship with God. Noah was the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now God saw that the earth had had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God observed all this corruption in the world, for everyone on the earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures, for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them all out along, the, along with the earth. Build a large boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out. Then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. And God goes on to give Noah specific instructions for building this boat. And I want you to catch carefully Noah's response. God said, on your mark, get set, go. And in Genesis chapter 6 and verse 22, God's word declares, so Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded. 
God said, go build a giant boat because it's going to rain. And Noah left his comfort zone to build this boat. Not only was Noah building a boat, but the Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 5, it says that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. So not only was Noah building, he was preaching. He was building and preaching, building and preaching, building and preaching. And I can only imagine the conversations that were going on in the day as Noah was building and preaching. Can you imagine this with me? Someone walks up to Noah and says, Noah, what are you building? What are you doing, Noah? Noah says, well, I'm, I'm building a big boat. God says, it's, it's going to rain. Oh, yeah, Noah, what? What are you talking about? It's, it's going to rain. Noah, what? What's rain? Because many scholars believe they had never seen rain before up to that point. Noah, what's, what's rain? What's rain? What's rain, Noah? Well, I'm, I'm not real sure. I think, you know, it's kind of water coming from the sky and from underneath the ground. I mean, this water is going to come on the earth. Old boy walks away. Hey, 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 hear about Noah? Noah said he's building a boat because water's going to come from the sky. Noah needs prayer. Can I tell you, Noah is losing it. He's losing his mind up in here, up in here. It's going to rain. I mean, no. can you imagine the conversation of the day? Somebody walks up to Noah and says, hey, Noah, hey, Noah, I was talking to, you know, down, we were at the kids' ball game, and I was talking. They said, Noah, you're building this boat because it's going to, to rain, and God said it's going to rain. And, and, and Noah, why is God sending rain anyways? Noah says, well, well, God says that you all have been living wicked, and with violence and with all kind of sin in your life, and God's not happy with it. And so I'm building this boat, and everybody who wants to be saved has to get on this boat because when the rain comes, it's going to wipe everybody away. So if you want to turn to God and get on the boat, you'll be, you'll be saved. Can I tell you, that's an uncomfortable conversation that Noah's having. You're not, you're not going to live. You're not going to make it. You're, you're going to have to turn to God and live for God. Those are, not uncom- those are not comfortable conversations that Noah's having in his generation. I can only imagine as Noah's being ridiculed and laughed at and talked about. I mean, what's wrong with Noah? He's building this big old boat. We've never even seen rain before. Noah is losing his mind. But what I love about Noah is he did not stop making a difference for God. It didn't matter how uncomfortable it was as he was preaching righteousness to his generation and they were laughing at him and ridiculing him. Noah got up day after day. He got out of his comfort zone and he kept building the boat and he kept preaching. He kept building the boat and he kept preaching because Noah wanted to make a huge difference for God. And people's church, just like Noah, if we're going to make a difference for God, we're going to have to leave our comfort zone. And this is tough for us. Come on, people's church. We love comfort. Your pastor loves to be comfortable. I like to have a comfortable pillow. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Come on, I like, I'm one of those kind of guys that my pillow, I like it to be big and fluffy and soft. I do not like sleeping on a little bit of thin pillow. No, no, I want comfort. For me, it's a big old fluffy pillow when my wife and I are traveling or, or visiting a place or visiting family and we spend the night and we sleep on some little lame pillow. I think, man, my neck is hurt. I, don't, I want to be comfortable like a comfortable bed, like comfortable 
covers. When I sit on the couch, I like it to be comfortable. I like comfortable clothes and comfortable shoes. I, I don't understand you ladies that wear 18-inch heels. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you. But I, I, like, I like comfort. I want to feel comfortable. We like comfortable weather. Come on, how many of you enjoyed this past week in Oklahoma? Come on, did you think you were in San Diego, 70-degree weather, except for the rain? But come on, this weather has been unbelievable in July. I'm, I'm loving it. But can I tell you, 100 degrees is coming again. And you know what I like when 100-degree weather comes? I don't want to be comfortable. Come on, anybody like air conditioning besides your pastor? Come on, anybody like the A.C.? I love the A.C. When it's 100 degrees, we want to be comfortable. We have air conditioning in the house. We have air conditioning at work. We have air conditioning in the car. Is there anybody else that feels like me when you don't have air conditioning, your air conditioning goes out at home or in your car or at work? Anybody feel like the devil's attacking you? You know what I'm saying? Like, get thee behind me, Satan. We, we like, we like comfort. But God says, leave your comfort zone and go make a difference. And people's church, we are a go church, not a slow church. Not a no church, a go church that leaves our comfort zone to make a difference for God. I think about January of 2002 when Tiffany and I left our comfort zone. And we left our home in Springfield, Missouri and sold it and moved to Oklahoma City to start this church called People's Church. We left our friends, our comfort zone, our home church to come to make a difference. And People's Church started in the Quell Springs Mall in the AMC Theater. I think about in 2004 when we bought a piece of property, 50 acres on Britain Road in Oklahoma City to build our first facility and we left the comfort zone. Come on, some of you were there in the theater days with those theater nice seats and, and the popcorn and the food court and we left the comfort of the AMC to, to go and to make a difference in our city. And I think about in 2011, our Midwest City family, we went to Midwest City and started the Midwest City location. And many of you left your comfort zone. You were used to being at the Oklahoma City location. You were used to seeing me live. And, and you left and you went to Midwest City to go and make a difference. And that location started with over a thousand people. And people have come to Christ every single weekend because people left their comfort zone to go and make a difference. And here we are now in 2014. And next Sunday is the grand opening of our Northwest location. And we are going to make a difference. And some of you, once again, have left your comfort zone because we're a go church. We're not a slow church. We're not a no church. We're a go church. And you have left to go and make a difference. Somebody asked me recently, Pastor, is this our last location? No, ma'am. No, sir. As long as there are people who don't know Jesus Christ and they're far from God, we're going to help start new churches around the world. We're going to go on missions trips like we just sent 21 people to Haiti two weeks ago. We're going to have the day of hope. We're going to go into school systems and make a difference. We're going to tutor kids. We're going to preach the gospel. We're going to start more people's churches, locations. We're not a slow church. We're not a no church. We got to make a difference until Jesus comes back. We have Jesus has said, go, and we're going to sprint until we cross the finish line and take as many people to heaven with us. That's what 
we're all about. We a go church. People's church, there, there's something that I'm, I'm asking of you, and, and we, we, we got something happening as we start our new series, and in this new series, we're going to ask you to go serve a neighbor, a, a co-worker, a, a friend, a family, and it's going to get some of you out of your comfort zone. These little cards here, they say, you got served. On the back of the card, it gives the People's Church website. And what I want you to do, this is a huge outreach series, It's Okay Not to Be Okay. And I'm asking all of us to get out of our comfort zone. And would you find somebody in your neighborhood, a coworker, a friend, a family member, and would you go serve them? Go clean their yard. Go cut their grass. Maybe they're doing a painting project. Go do some painting. Maybe you find a single mom and change her oil in her car. Maybe you are even more handy with, with cars, and you could even do some, some spark plug changes and some other mechanical work and bless someone. You could babysit and watch somebody's kids while, while husband and wife go out on a date. And then after you serve them, say, Pastor, I, I don't know if I can do that. Get out your comfort zone. Pastor, I don't know. that, that That's kind of, you're, you're kind of messing with me. I don't have time to go change somebody's oil. Get out your comfort zone. Go serve somebody and hand them this card. You got served. And invite them to one of our locations because I believe God's going to change their life during this series. It's okay not to be okay. A huge kickoff next Sunday. All I'm saying is this, church. God has called us to be a go church, to make a difference. And the only way we make a difference is to get out of our comfort zone to do something great for God. There's a second, there's a second step I want us to see out of the life of Noah. Number two is this, go make a difference by sacrificing, by sacrificing. You know, church, sometimes I think we read the Bible stories like Noah, and we think what they did was easy. We read these stories, and, you know, because you can read one chapter, and, and actually 100 years could have went by by the time you get to the next chapter. Even by the next verse, 100 years could have went by. And, and we somehow think at times that these stories were just easy to make a difference for God. But, but it wasn't easy for Noah to make a difference for God. Noah had to sacrifice. Did you realize this, church? It took Noah 120 years to build that boat. 120 years of building the boat, sacrificing his time to make a difference for God. And sometimes, you know, it's kind of humorous. We can think, well, God, I've been serving you for a year now. I'm tired. I've given all that I've got. You know, God, I've been serving in the nursery for a year or in the parking lot for three months, and I've given all I've got. I'm tired. I'm taking a break, God. But Noah, that wasn't Noah. Noah realized to make a difference for God, to do something great for God. It takes me sacrificing my time. This is not easy. A hundred or 20 years building and preaching, building and preaching, being ridiculed, being laughed at, but building and preaching, building in preaching, Noah had to sacrifice his time to make a great big difference for God. Can I tell you what else Noah had to sacrifice? Was his talent. You know, to build this big old boat, Noah had to cut down trees and shape the trees to get the boat built. And I want to remind you, they didn't have chainsaws back in those days. 
You know, we read stories like that. Hey, Noah built a big old boat. We're like, yeah, that was cool. No, 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 no. There were no chainsaws back in those days. Noah had to work. He had to get a, one of those homemade axes because they didn't have a Walmart or a Lowe's or a Home Depot. I mean, Noah had to get an axe and get a tool to, to get that, that tree down, tree after tree, just working, sweating, using his talent, the strength that God had given him, the mind that God had given him, the ability that God had given him to be able to build that boat just day after day being faithful to God, sacrificing his talent to build a huge boat, 120 years of sacrifice to make a difference for God. Not only did Noah sacrifice his time and his talent, but he sacrificed his treasure. People's church cannot tell you that Noah, when Noah was building this boat, God didn't rain down lumber from heaven. He didn't rain down tool belts from heaven and tools and nails. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't rain down supplies from heaven. Noah had to use his supplies and his tools and get some nails and make some nails and get some stuff from friends and buy some supplies. Noah had to invest his treasure into building this humongous, enormous boat. Can I tell you what Noah could have done? Noah could have said, I don't have time for that, God. I mean, Noah, Noah with all this talent, with all this ability, with all this treasure, Noah could have built him a nice house in 120 years. Noah could have built himself a wagon for his, his donkey, and he could have built a new barn. Noah, Noah could, have, could have built, so, he could have built a whole neighborhood and sold all the houses to make more money. But instead, Noah sacrificed his treasure to make a difference for God. And people, church, I want the Lord to speak to our hearts today. Because I know God wants to use you. He wants to use me to make a huge difference in his kingdom. And it will require sacrificing our time, our talent, and our treasure to make a difference for God. I submit to you today, anything great that happens requires sacrifice. Everybody wants to have a great marriage but it requires sacrifice. Everybody wants to be out of debt and be financially free. It requires sacrifice. Everybody wants to do well at their career and get advancement and pay raises. It requires sacrifice. Everybody wants to raise kids who are going to serve the Lord and be good citizens and honor God. It requires sacrifice. Everybody wants to be used powerfully by God. But it requires sacrifice, time, and talent, treasure, 120 years of sacrifice to make a difference for God. And People's Church, I want to encourage us today to get plugged in into God's kingdom, to get plugged in in God's church to make a difference. I want to encourage you today, would you serve? I know many of you are going to our Northwest location, and you're there today, and you're serving. There are going to be thousands of people who are going to come to Christ, and you're serving and making a difference. I say thank you. I want to encourage us at Oklahoma City, at Midwest City, 
as hundreds of people have left and went to our northwest location, we need some of you today to step up and say, Pastor, I'll sacrifice my time and my talent to make a difference for God. In the back of a seat pack, in the back of a, a po- seat back pocket, there is a serving card at both locations, at our northwest location. Use your time and your talent to make a difference. Use your treasure, tithe, give, honor God to make a difference. Can I tell you, God has not called us to be a slow church. He has not called us to be a no church. He has called us to be a go church. There's a a third, a third step I want us to see today, and that is this. Go make a difference by going, by going. God told Noah to go build a boat And the boat was actually taller than a four-story building. It was as wide and long as a one and a half foot, one and a half football fields. It was huge. And the Bible says Noah went. Actually, the scripture says he did everything exactly as God commanded. You know, oftentimes in Christianity, we're more educated beyond the level of our obedience. We know a lot. And can do little with what we know. Noah heard. He knew. But if we're going to make a difference, as the book of James says, we can't just be hearers of the word. We must be doers of the word. We must put feet to our faith. And he did. He went. He went and did everything as the Lord had commanded. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 9, verse 37 and verse number 38. He said to his disciples, The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray, and we're doing that as a church because we need to see more changed lives. Pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest and ask him to send, to send. Go, go, go. Send more workers into his fields. And God today wants to send more workers into the harvest field to make a difference. God doesn't need more watchers. He needs more workers. Noah wasn't a watcher. Noah was a worker. Noah wasn't a spectator. Noah was a participator. Because Noah worked, he made a huge difference in God's kingdom. The Bible says this about Noah in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 20. It says, those who disobeyed God long ago, when God waited patiently while Noah was building his boat, only... I think that's very intriguing and interesting. The Bible points out only eight people were saved from drowning in that terrible flood. People's church, think about this. Noah preached for 120 years, and nobody got saved except his family. Nobody turned to God except his family. 120 years of preaching, and nobody got on that boat except for his family. I can only imagine the thoughts flooding Noah's mind as he's building this boat day in and day out, 120 years of sacrificing time, talent, and treasure. Noah has to be thinking, am I really making a difference? Is what I'm doing, doing, is it really significant? Does it even really matter? 
What's the point of preaching? What's the point of building this boat? I mean, is it going to really rain? I mean, Noah has all these thoughts flooding his mind, no doubt about it. I've said this before. I want to repeat it again. I want it to sink into your heart. People's church, oftentimes, we're making, when we're making a difference, we don't realize we're making a difference. When we're making a difference, oftentimes, we just do not realize the difference that we're really making. And for 120 years, Noah didn't realize the difference that he was making. But I tell you today, Noah made a huge difference. Not only did he save his eight family members and the animals, but you and I would not be here today if it wasn't for Noah. Noah looks back now at the 120 years of sacrificing, of leaving his comfort zone, and Noah can tell us, I made way bigger of a difference than I realized at the time. Because oftentimes, when we're making a difference, we don't realize the difference that we're making. There was a young boy walking on the ocean, on the sand near the ocean, and as he was walking and he would see these starfish, there were literally thousands of starfish sitting in the sand, and he was picking them up and throwing them into the ocean, and there was a, a man who was far off in the distance, and he was looking at this little boy, and he thought, what is he doing? Why, why does he keep bending down and throwing things into the ocean? And as the old man got closer, he, he looked and he saw the little boy throwing starfish into the ocean. And he says to the little boy, he says, why are you throwing those starfish into the ocean? And the little boy said, well, if I, if I don't throw the starfish into the ocean, they, they're going to die. They, they, they need oxygen. They have to get back in the water. And the old man looked at the little boy and says, little boy, there's, there's thousands of these starfish right here on this, on this beach. He said, I think about all the other oceans and beaches. He says, little boy, I mean, there's there starfish on all of those beaches that will never get back in the water. He says, he says little boy, you're, you're not making a difference. You, you'll never save all of these starfish. You're not making a difference. And the little boy kind of had a frown on his face, listening to the old man. But then he just looked down, and he grabbed the starfish, and he threw it in the water. And he said, I made a difference for that one. And he grabbed another one, and he threw it in the water. He said, I made a difference for that one. And he grabbed it, another one, and he threw it in the water. And he said, I made a difference. people's church, when we realize God's called us to be a co-church, we can't save everybody, but God can use us to save somebody. You can't serve everybody, but you can serve somebody. And when you serve in that nursery and you hold a baby, you didn't make a difference for every baby, but you made a difference for that baby. And when you stand in the parking lot and you smile at somebody and you give them a wave and you help them find a parking spot, you may have not made a difference for everybody, but you made a difference for that somebody. And I'm telling you, people's church, when we decide to be a go church, we make a bigger difference than we realize. And people's church, let's decide today 
be a part of the vision. And the vision is not to be a no church, not to be a slow church, but to be a go church and to reach this city, this state, this nation, this world with the good news of Jesus Christ. Let's leave our comfort zone. People's church. Let's decide today we're going to sacrifice. And let's decide today that we're going to go and not stay where we are and make a difference for God's kingdom.